Hello, ladies and gentlemen. It is the Baggies Broadcast Season 3, Episode 11. Uh, my name is Luke Hatfield. I'm back to full fitness. Um, my biggest apologies for Monday. I was not in the office, was not in a good state. I am joined by a man who was happy enough to move the podcast. He moved the podcast. He moved heaven and earth to get it in today. Mr. Joe Massey. Joe, how are you? I'm all right. I think you should be apologising to me, not the listeners, actually. Um, oh, I, I already apologised to it. you. I am up against it um, with this podcast. We've got, I'm up, got absolutely loads on. It's going to be a rushed one. I'm, I'm, last week I was moaning because we were going to be kicked out, weren't we? Yeah. yeah. And now I'm now I'm rushed because um, just of other things going on. But um, yeah, we're, go, we're going to be fine. So busy. I'm so busy when you ask how I am. The reason why I'm busy is we've got low... I'm going to, I'm going to plug some a story. Oh, here we, right. here we go. Here um, we go. So I'm going, straight, I'm going straight into the work mode, mate. Okay. You know how you love the banter section, I hate the banter section. Yeah, we're yeah, just yeah. bombing the banter section off this week. Well, we're not bombing it off, mate. They're straight all into the football. Um, straight into what matters, why people actually listen. Albion News. Um, not about food. No, they don't no not about food. food. Um, yeah, plug, plug, plug. Story out tomorrow. Uh, a big interview with Gerard Moore, who um, is Albion's head of analysis. Mm. Um, so, lovely, lovely lad. Um, sat down with him yesterday for a good half an hour. Um, spoke, sat down with uh, Danielo Petrovic um, in the last international break and did sort of like getting to know you piece did a bit on his background why he's so highly thought of basically why Slavon Bilic was so keen to have him in his, in his backroom team mm. um, and a few people messaged me on Twitter saying we want more behind the scenes stuff we want to know about the people sort of the people you, you sort of see maybe at match days you see them, yeah. even we see them about but maybe don't know them exa- don't know who they are um, so for we've got other features lined up but we've we, we, we've sat down with, with Gerard Moore for the, for the first one mm. um, absolutely fascinating in my opinion I can imagine that actually I uh, mean I've not read it and I'm, I'm, I'm not I'm not messing you around I haven't, listened, I haven't read this piece at all you should read it. I'm looking You'll forward to it. You'll read it later, won't you? Yeah, I'll read it later. Good lad. Um, so yeah, it's just, we almost did it essentially um, as a day by day um, mm. of what um, he does. So we just, I mean, that is how it just, it sort of naturally unfolded that way, the conversation. Went through Monday, went through Tuesday, went through Wednesday. Um, and the piece is very much written that way. Um, but the lad works 70 hours a week. That's child's play compared to you. Um, and I moan about my hours, don't I? I'm a bit moany when it comes to hours. With like, probably, what do I do? 40 to 50? Don't get week? me started, mate. You do about 25 hours a week. Oh, come on, mate. <laughs> Not on digital, am I? Not on digital. Um, but yeah, so it's, yeah, so I mean, I do, but he absolutely is busting a gut. for, And he's playing a key role. Um, and well, the both of them are, the, 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 both, the whole analyst department is, sorry, I should say. Um, in the impressive start to the season. There's a nice anecdote in the story about Martin Waghorn and his two penalties mm. um, um, in that game against Derby, which I'll, let, I'll, I'll leave that for people who read it. But um, yeah, it's in, the, it's in the paper tomorrow. It's like 1,300 words or something. It's a long old read. Mm. Read it with a cup of tea. Um, but that's one of the reasons why I've been so busy today because I've been putting that together. We interviewed him yesterday and then, yeah, obviously yeah, everything else we have to do. But yeah, plug, plug, plug. Please read it because... I really want to give the people behind the scenes more exposure because yeah, I think yeah, they deserve it. I really do think they deserve it. Um, and there is so much more more to it than, than say, Slavon Bilic and Dan- Daniela Petrovic picking a team. So, yeah, just give it a read. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. When I come to think about it, if you if you ask me, even though we work in the industry, if you said to me, 
what do what do the analysts do? I couldn't actually give you a firm answer. I'm really intrigued to read about that, Joe. There you go, mate. Genuinely looking forward to reading. Yeah, there you go. I'm pleased, mate. I'm pleased. I mean, it's amazed. I'm amazed to be honest that you coped without me. Yeah, I mean, so am I, mate. So am I. I mean, today podcast nightmare day for me Friday. That's why you should apologise to me. But we're here, aren't we? We're here, and we're going to enjoy it. We're here. We're going to enjoy it, and we're going to start the podcast in a completely different way. I mean, the banter section's been binned off for some reason, which Good. I'm not thrilled about. But bomb off. We're going, just going to slowly eke out the bits I don't like. So we'll start with banter this week, and then we'll bomb off food in the weeks to come. And- oh, that is not leaving. Hundred percent. The fans would revolt. Um, trick or treat. It was Halloween yesterday. Oh, mate, yeah. So I've come up with a segment called Trick or Treat. Oh. <laughs> Believe it or not. Inventive. Yeah, yeah. Very, I'm very, a very, very creative person, as you can tell. <laughs> this isn't rushed at um, all, this podcast. No, no, no. I've got a mug here, right? I've got tricks and I've got treats. Now, you're not going to get anything out of this. I was thinking of running to the shop and buying you like a, a, a bar of chocolate or something for every treat you get. I love sweets as well. Um, I, obviously, the, due to the nature of this podcast being rushed and put together... Um, I didn't get a chance to go to the shop, so I went to the vending machine. Um, oh, nice. Out of order. Ah, what a surprise. Yeah, who knew? Um, a vending so, machine yeah, from the 1980s. The, in, the idea of the segment is that there are tricks and treats. Um, for every trick you pull out, we will talk about a bad subject, a subject we will not enjoy. Oh. Uh, for every treat, we'll talk about a good subject. Okay. I've so. literally got no idea what is coming in this podcast. I haven't had time to look at the questions that are coming up from listeners. I've got no idea you planned this. So we're just... Go on. I'm not going to lie to you, it was whipped together in about 25 minutes. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so, so we've got a Mickey Mouse cup. You really are a Disney fan, aren't you? This isn't mine. Oh, right. No, I just found it on the desk. Oh, you it should be anyone. Yeah, keep it. Here we go. So take take a trick or a treat. Okay. You, so have I just, to, you, you have to open it up. So for listening purposes, it's a folded bit of paper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Printed off in colour. In colour for everyone listening to, to enjoy. God, you've got privileges that I haven't got. I'm not allowed to print in colour. Oh, no one's told me yet. No one's told me off. Oh, it's a cake. Oh, it's a treat. It's, ah, a, treat. it's a treat. Let's talk about good subjects. Um, goals galore. Nine goals in four games. Uh, in four league games for the Maggies. Um, tell you what, you're getting a lot of value for money when you go in at the moment, aren't you? Uh, yep. Uh, goals galore. Is it? So it's nine in four games, is it? It is indeed. Um I mean, what is that to say that we haven't already said before? It's all about. I mean, it's. A, I mean, I suppose we've got to talk about the positives because I've had a treat. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, we all know, we all know, don't we? Matt Phillips, Grady Dean, Garner, Mateus Pereira—they're too mm. good, really. They're too good for those three. Different, completely different systems. You look at Fulham's three of Knockart, Mitrovic, Cavalero, obviously very, very good. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I wouldn't swap them for Dean Garner, Pereira, or Phillips. Mm. Um, goals from everywhere. Players scoring from all over the pitch. That I mean, I don't want to go into negatives. I mean, I don't know if we're getting on to Austin, are we? Um, Is he in there? I mean, it's it's not. I mean, it. I don't want to ruin it. I don't want to ruin you it. Don't want to ruin it. No. He's so don't, one, don't mention. Don't mention Austin. Don't mention. He Austin. is the one worry for me, and it's becoming more of a concern. I got to say. Um, hold that thought. Hold that thought. Because okay. you might get a trick. Okay. Go on. Um, but no, the good thing is goals coming from all over the park as well. Yeah, goals from everywhere. Um, and that's Billich, isn't it? I think Billich has just set up this team to be a free-flowing um, attacking side. So I spoke to Ali Rob actually just a minute ago to do his Ali, Ali Rob column. Mm. Um, and he said along the lines of, that'll be in the paper tomorrow as well. I mean, buy tomorrow's paper. It's really good. Or go online. Or go read online. It uh, or go online and read it for free. Probably best off doing that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but um, he, he said, he, he, he was joking. He was like, I know you're going to think I'm just a moany old defender. Um 
but we don't defend well. We do play great football. We do play great football. Uh-huh. We do score goals from everywhere, but we don't defend well at times. I love your Ali Robinson uh, <laughs> imitation, by the way. <laughs> is that my? That was a dreadful old Scottish accent. I don't even know what it was. Um, it was interesting. Um, but yeah, like everyone's everyone knows that they're playing great football, playing great football. But he would like to see them tighten up at the back. He thinks Gareth Barry will be important to that. Mm. Um, so yeah. Side note: before the segment continues, did you have any trick or treaters last night? I did, yeah. Did you? Yeah. How, how did you handle them? Badly. Oh, oh. Badly, mate. My wife said she was going to go and get some sweets. Yeah. Didn't get them, did she? Oh, oh mate, no, this is an no, awful no. story, but I'm going to tell it for a oh, well, go on. There's a little bit I'm going to leave out, because sometimes my wife listens and she'd kill me if I said it. But we, um, they knocked on the door, and we didn't have any sweets. I was like, have you gone out and bought any sweets? And my wife was like, no. Um, and I was like, that's, that's awful. Yeah. We need to give them something. I, we live in a, I don't have any money on me anymore like we've oh, yeah. about, you, you, you know, unless I've got a card reader you're in trouble yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> which trick or treat hasn't progressed to that level yet not quite so anyone basically do you know who has got money do you know do you know what demographic of society genuinely has a lot of change I'm imagining the older generation and the younger generation as in my little girl who's two because she has <laughs> piggy banks no you didn't <laughs> You smashed open the piggy bank to help some bloody... We didn't smash it open because it had, it had a little... Luckily, luckily it's got a cork in it. Yeah, yeah. Um, You've robbed your own daughter. Yeah, of a lot of money because basically she gets given pound coins by like her auntie and then So I was giving these trick-or-treaters who were knocking on the door pound coins. Um, How many did you see? I don't want to know. I don't want to think oh, about it. I should have swung round. Um, well, funnily enough, mate, once one knocked on the door, it's, it's steadily started <laughs> word, to pick up. Word spreads. Word got out. So. Word spreads around Telford quickly. Um, yeah. Halloween cost my little girl a fortune. <laughs> I <laughs> hope you're going to refund her. Uh, Are you going to reimburse her? She costs me enough money. She's got everything she needs. She'll be fine. Oh, my God. Robbing a child, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen. The a toddler. Albion podcast, a toddler. The Albion yeah. podcast has resorted to this. Deary me. Not proud. You didn't have any fruit, no grapes or anything you could have given them. We used to do a food shop. Mrs. was doing it today. Oh, man. We had a bit of fruit. We had, like, got loads of packs of raisins, but I was like, because my little girl likes raisins. Yeah, but I was yeah. like, you can't give them raisins. I'm not going to lie, she'd probably be more annoyed about you giving away raisins, <laughs> to be honest, than the count coins she doesn't know about. To be Does fair, she... if I got raisins as a trick or treater, I'd probably still do the trick. Yeah, you're still getting egged, didn't you? <laughs> Let's be honest. You hand some, you hand out raisins. Yeah, uh, you're in all sorts of trouble. See, I told you the banner section would remain. Yeah, I know I'd uh, get it in. Um, right, next one. Come on. All uh, right. Oh, we're still doing this. Already. Another trick or treat. All right. I think gone. What is it? What is it? <gasps> it's a pumpkin. Oh, it's a trick. Um, let's talk about it now because we were going to talk about it anyway. You kind of urge onto it. The striker situation. I'm going to ask a question now. It's not generally... This, this isn't what I think. It's just a question. Don't get angry at me. Is Charlie Austin actually going to come good for Albion? Oh, mate, that's a brutal question. You could have asked that in a nicer way for me, couldn't you? Is he going to come good? Um, I think Charlie Austin will play a significant part in Albion's promotion. What a political answer. In terms of, I think, that he will score goals, that wins games and earns points. I think, I'm starting to think, a lot of those goals might start coming from the bench. Mm. Um, yeah, I've got to be honest, it's a worry. I really, really, really like thought it was a good signing. And I've defended him till the cows come home in the sense that 
I don't, I've said a million times, I don't think the team's set up to get at the best out of it. Mm. You look at the game against Charlton, I don't think it's a coincidence that Pereira has sent in three ridiculously good crosses. Yeah. Um, oh, yes, he did send in three, but one of the ones I'm thinking about was actually Matt Phillips' cross. But when you look at those crosses, Dean Garner got on the end of one, mm. Phillips got on the end of one, mm-hmm. Darnell Furlong got on the end of one. It's not a coincidence that Austin isn't getting on the end of them. Yeah. That is tactical. Um, there's no doubt about it. Like He is having to drop deep. He is having to link in more. But I don't like that he's not he's spending a lot of time in the box. I don't mm. massively see what he's contributing outside of the box. Yeah. Um, and to me, he looks ineffective at the minute. If it was me, uh, I'd understand more if it was a big striker who was... I mean, maybe that's stereotyping someone a little bit. Maybe it was a striker who was good with his back to goal, playing other people in. But we're not seeing that from Charlie Austin. I agree completely, yeah. And it makes me think, is he really necessary? And I tweeted during the last game, and we mentioned it in the video, if Albion had a bit of pace up front, someone who could run, who could run and beat that last man... I'll tell you what, they'd be so more such a scary proposition for me. You talk about a pace, and I, I don't know why. Maybe I mean maybe I should ask the question. I don't know why Austin's offside so much. Mm. He is offside so much. I don't know if that's because he's one step behind the player. I don't. I don't know if he's not. I don't know if he's just not on the same wavelength with Diangana, Pereira, Phillips, whatever. I don't know if he's just trying to compensate maybe for a lack of speed mm. and not, not and he certainly hasn't he certainly hasn't got the speed to give himself a bring him back a yard or yeah, most he, yeah, ca- yeah. he can't give anyone a head start can no, he no no he can't um, afford to do that it needs to be it needs to be like level at, at best really mm. um so i agree i agree with what you're saying pace would be like huge up there i mean I only have a limited knowledge of Dwight Gale mm. because I didn't see Albion last season. But even I am starting to see now, from what I know of Dwight Gale, how important Dwight Gale could be to this team. Yeah. It's it's becoming more and more clear. And I think it's becoming more clear because Austin isn't playing great. Mm. Uh, I hate saying it. I absolutely hate saying it. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I don't know where it's going to go this. I really... I, 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 it, you always have it in the back of your mind it is Charlie Austin yeah um, and we know he's a hell of a finisher yeah um, a hell of a finisher and, and still now everyone everyone who is doubting him if, if you said to, if you said to them now Albion are going to get one chance going to fall in the box you're eight yards out someone's got to bury at bottom corner everyone wants it to fall to Charlie Austin don't oh, they oh ten times out of ten um, so I think we all know that that ability is there but in this system at the age he is is it working I don't know if it is and I'm starting to doubt it will it I don't right? want to rule him off I don't want to write him off yeah 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 but it's the one big worry and people said it when we first started recording this podcast and I was a bit no 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 it'll be okay it'll be okay um, 
but I am definitely, definitely getting more concerned about it. Yeah, and by the way, this isn't a character assassination of Charlie Austin, by the way. Absolutely lovely bloke by all accounts. Yeah, but I hate being like this. I'm like, I, don't, yeah. I always want to be positive. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean, my God, interview-wise, he's an absolute dream, isn't he? And he's so honest and refreshing, mm. and everything he says is, like, quotable, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, I don't know. Do you feel like I am assassinating him? No, 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 no. I was just, I was just being wary that, you know, at the same time, like, we're trying to be as independent and as transparent as possible as well we're not just out to slate him for no reason yeah 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 no no we don't want to do that do we no, what we not. want we genuinely genuinely want him to catch fire yeah. and score goals don't we score, that would be that would make me overjoyed yeah. score at trick against Stoke Charlie and we'll, yeah, you know, um, yeah and then yeah 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 we'll oh, eat God, our yeah. words we'll be so happy yeah right oh, we're going again we're going again what we got this time cake oh it's another treat um the price Albion will be paying for Matthias Pereira if and when, I mean, they sign him permanently is absolute daylight robbery. So they will sign him. They will sign him. It would be madness not to. Um, Even if you don't, I mean, and I'm not saying they're not going to. If they don't go up, sign him for the money and sell him on a month later. Well, a day later. <laughs> That's the only worry with Pereira now. Um, so, sort of, not really a podcast exclusive, but from what I've heard, they will sign him. Mm. You can rest assured if you listen to this podcast. The only reason why Albion won't sign Mateus Pereira is if he breaks his leg tomorrow. Yeah. Um, and he's out for the next 18 months and no one's going to know how he's going to recover. Mm. So Mateus Pereira will will complete a permanent transfer to Albion um, for £8.25 million. Pounds that, I mean, they, that's a joke. Because they've already paid the loan fee, which would take it to £9 million. Um. He was asked about Slavin. Slavin was asked about him yesterday again. Like so, to put a bit of context, to this when we go to when I go to a press conference, nationals different national newspapers turn up and they're not there every week. Mm. So there'll be there'll be someone from a certain publication one week. There'll be someone from a certain publication the next. Now obviously, Pereira is the main talking point. So well, is a key talking point. So this week there was someone there who hasn't been there for a few weeks. Shall we say? Wanted to talk about Pereira, like I, like I feel really we spoke about Pereira till the cows come home with Billich. Um, yeah. But he was asked about Pereira again, and he said, um, "What he really liked about him, look, is a bit. I mean, what he really likes about him is his ability. I mean, he's an absolutely ridiculous footballer. Yeah. Um, but he said when he watched him last season for Nuremberg, he was playing for a team that finished bottom of the league." Mm. Um, but when they were lo- when they were losing, when it was one when they were one nil two nil down, Pereira was the man going to his teammates, and yeah. g'ing them up. Um, he was the one trying to motivate them. Billet said he feels like there were times when they were two nil down, and his sort of influence got them back in the game to get back to two one or whatever. It might not necessarily have been what Pereira did on the ball. Yeah, it was more the way he was going about his teammates, um, trying to keep their heads up. He also said. Um, what else did he say? He said that, yeah, he just, like the, the block he made against Charlton last week, mm. edge of the box. I mean, he's a Brazilian number 10. Yeah. And there he is, like flinging himself um, in front of the ball to keep out a long distance effort. And you just think, like, I mean, what doesn't he do? Mm. Against, I thought it was really interesting the Barnsley Charlton comparison, because he did, and he didn't struggle against Barnsley, because. He's, he's never going to struggle for a game of football in his life probably because he's that good but <sighs> both teams made it very very congested 
Barnsley more so they basically had a back five of two screeners I mean there yeah, was yeah. no space Charlton marginally more ambitious a back five of one screener so there was a bit more space but I thought again he adapted having played against Barnsley the game before Mm. he sort of knew where the space was going to be this time around and I think that's why he sort of drifted into that left channel a lot and sent in those crosses mm. um, that Phillips should have that Phillips scored from and that Furlong absolutely should have scored oh, from oh yeah sure um, just what what a footballer I mean he's so intelligent um, so intelligent with his movement so intelligent on the ball graphs He's inspirational of his teammates. Him and Philip Kravinovich have got an absolute bromance going on. Yeah, uh, it's just it's just great. I mean, he is the, Pereira is the ultimate treat. He really is. What the, what are they thinking in Portugal? I mean, that's mad. Sort of thing. Out, I mean, out of this world. Go on, next one. Oh, is this the next one? Oh, no, no, I don't no, you've, 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 you've already opened that yeah, one. Yeah. You've already opened that one. How many more we got? Three. Three more. We're doing them all. Yeah, we can go through more. Oh, it's a trick. This has worked out well. I take it's well. going to be three and three, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, there's yeah, three yeah. and three. Yeah, yeah. Come on, come on, do me a favour. Um, we've gone from one loney, which will in all likelihood be sticking around, to one where you worry about a little bit. Grady Diangana. So could this could this happen all over again? Could 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 West Ham recall him in January and 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 leave us in a hole? So the important thing to talk about with Diangana as with all loans at this time of year, is nobody knows. So, mm. and that is really, really, really important to stress. Like, it's completely, um, it's going to completely define what happens. Mm. So, no, so, um, so what I mean by that is, Felipe Anderson is playing left midfield, left wing for West Ham at the minute. Now, yep. he's scored no goals this season. None. Grady Dean Garner, West Ham wanted him out on loan. We know he almost went to Derby. We know Slaven Bilic called in a favour. They want him. They want him playing games. They want that is that is best for his development. Yeah. West Ham have got a lot of good players in that behind the striker, Yarmolenko, Lanzini. Mm-hmm. Good good players. It made sense for them to loan out Dean Garner. Now, what could happen between now and so Dean Garner can only be recalled from the first to the sixteenth of January. Yeah. Once it gets past the 16th, they can't. That, that activation, that clause is gone. It's null and void. So, what could happen between now and the and the six and the 16th is Philippe Philippe Anderson plays 10 games, mm-hmm. 12 games. Don't know how many it'll be. Yeah. Scores four, five, six goals, or whoever they plan on left wing scores a couple of goals, or. The, the, if they're playing four two three one, I'm not sure if they are or not. But that three could be so could click to such an extent they could they could be an Albion three if you like, yeah. a Premier League version of the Albion three. Um, and there's absolutely no need to recall Dean Garner mm. because there's no point in having Dean Garner sat on the bench at West Ham, getting five minutes here, ten minutes there, and playing second fiddle to Felipe Anderson. Mm. So anyone who tells you that Dean Garner's going back. They're, they just don't know that. What mm. we can pretty much, what we can say is that West Ham are seriously considering bringing him back. Yeah. Um, which is understandable because Felipe Anderson's not scored any goals. I think they've got 10 goals in 12 Premier League games. Don't quote me on that, but it's along those lines. They're, they're, yeah. they're not on fire, West Ham. Um, and from what we're hearing, Pellegrini is really happy with the way, the improvements that Dean Garner's shown mm. at Albion. So... Again, it's another way you could look at it. 
Dean Garner could play the next 10 games for Albion, be absolutely dreadful, and then suddenly there's no clamour for... He's not going to go back and get in the West Ham team, is he? Yeah, he might yeah. as well stay at Albion and try and fight for his place and try mm. and recapture his form. So you just cannot say at the moment, but there is a real chance if everything... If everything can, I would say if, if, if you just repeated the last couple of months over mm. the next couple of months, I'd say there's a very, very high chance Dean Garner will go back to West Ham, which, of course is a devastating blow. Yeah. No, that'd be tough to take. Come on, hurry up. Next oh, one. All right. Next sorry, one, next sorry, one, next sorry. one. No, too, don't apologise. Too don't long apologize. now. So. Don't apologise. Uh, trick. Oh, oh trick. Yeah, trick. Trick. Yeah, it's another trick. The last one. Um, Rakeem Harper, what's happened to this lad? I mean, does he even have a place in Billich's thinking now? So, he'll have a place in the thinking, but it, it looks... I mean, the God's honest truth is, he's so far off the radar... That we've not even asked about him. Yeah. Um, so I went to the under twenty three game on Monday. It was the first under twenty three game I've ever covered for Albion. Yeah. Um, he did all right. He didn't. He didn't. He didn't. didn't he didn't. Pull didn't up trees he or... didn't perform in a way where I was like, I have to go and ask Slavin Bilic about Rakeem Harper on 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 Thursday. It was mm. Thursday. It's really presser. It's normally Friday. Um, he just did okay. We just did okay. Um, I can't. Are, we gonna, are you going to talk about Barry at all in the poddy? Have you got him on the No, year? we can talk about that now. I can't tell you how much, but Bilic wants to sign Barry. Mm. He really, really, really wants him. Um, he, he thinks his experience, his ability on, on the ball will just... He loves him as a player, first mm. and foremost. He thinks he's quality. Um, and he loves his Nelson experience. He thinks that's going to be so key in the second half of the campaign. It's like, it's like a, lot, a lot of fans are saying, it's true. It's that Albin have won the luck 15 minutes to go bring on Gareth Barry it yeah. just steadies the ship it's as simple as that um, Pilic also really wants him around the place he says that every single club there are loads of kids teenagers who think getting to the top comes easy mm. um, he said Gareth Barry just off the pitch in, in training is just unbelievable his mm. attitude is unbelievable he said um, there's no there was no guarantee he was going to recover from this injury there was no. ab- so he said for the last five months Barry has been like busting his balls basically in the gym mm. to give himself one last shot um, at a season of Albion um, to which Bilic said look he's 38 years old if he wanted to hang up his boots and retire and just call it a day no one would have been like everyone, no, one, no one would have been surprised by no that. one would have been surprised no one would have mind no, everyone would have been like no that's fine like no one would have raised eyebrows at that but he is and what Bilic was saying was there was no guarantee he was ever going to get back so the fact he was willing to spend five months in the gym, um, like busting his balls to get fit, says so much about him. Um, it's one of the main reasons why Billich loves him. Billich's exact quote was, "You don't play five aside in the gym." Mm. Billich was like me. I think Billich hates gyms. Yeah. He was like, mm. "It's very, very, very boring." The gym. He kept saying, "Very, very, very mm. boring." Um, so, yeah. I mean, so I mean, he, Harper is behind Livermore. He's behind Sawyer's. He's behind Barry. I think he's probably behind a Jai yeah. in midfield. I think there's a chance a Jai could go into midfield ahead of him. Um, so that would make him fifth choice. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he'll be out on loan in January. Wouldn't surprise me. Come on, last one there. Last, last one. one. Oh, you're rushing me. You're rushing well, me. Well, you said you meant we got we, we got to fly through these. We have got to fly through these. <clears throat> so, shot. Yeah. Treat. It's a treat, believe it or not. Um... 
Ahmed Agassi on the comeback. Uh, when is this guy going to be back playing first team football regularly? And I'm not meaning 30 second cameos where he almost throws the game. <laughs> <laughs> that was dreadful. It wasn't great. Um, oh my god, uh, that was bad. Did we talk about that in the last pod? I think yeah, we talked we about did. it a little bit. Um, <laughs> I mean, we brushed it under the carpet a little bit, but it was poor. Um, it was. I mean, it was ridiculous. Um, yeah, so I don't know is the honest answer. Well, for one, there's no need to rush him. Barley no. and Ajay, more than happy to stick with those two. Um, <clears throat> second of all, he needs games, but that under-23 game he played on Monday was an absolute procession. I mean, he, he wasn't worked very hard, was he? I mean, Albion's 11 for that game was ridiculous for an under-23s team. Um, I bet, I, I, who were they playing again? Swansea. I bet they rocked up and they thought, well, we might as well walk home now. Well, Swansea, in fact, treated it like an under-20... They had... I mean, Albion's were under-23s, but by and large, you were allowed three players who were over. <clears throat> Swansea really had a team of kids. Mm. Um, and you could just... You could just tell. I mean, they never... I mean, Chris Brunt looked like Zidane. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not knocking him, but he did. Like, he was, he was running the game. Like, um, and then like, you got, like, Carl Edwards, Chris Willock. I mean... Rakeem Harper, Amid Agazi. I mean, there was no. These like, are all players who were playing first team football. Yeah, season. they couldn't. They couldn't. It was. It was complete non. Non. It was a complete mismatch. Mm. I mean, they barely had an effort. Swansea, and <laughs> I mean, if Albion, Albion didn't get a second gear and won two 0 and Zahor scored two more goals that were ruled out for offside. Oh, okay. Um, and they were a bit harsh. So, <clears throat> I mean, it sounds awful, but he, all he got was a run out of Garza. He wasn't tested at all. He might as well just run around a, a track, basically. Is that what Pretty he's much, him? yeah. Um, so it was good to get 90 minutes under his belt, but I still think he, I still think he's a good couple of weeks away from... I, I'd, I'd be nervous about starting him. Yeah. I, I love the fact that Chris Brunt is, is now the new Zidane. <laughs> get that guy I mean, he was He was brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, then. Shall we get on to... Um, Listener questions because I've got I've got a section here saying shall we talk about Albion two Charlton two happened a long time ago now yeah it feels like forever ago it feels like forever ago plus we did a post match video yeah yeah go to the post match and video. We, all we've got we can't talk about Matt Donoghue again oh no I was thinking of putting him in as a, a trick but I was you should like, have had his picture as the tr- as the trick the ultimate trick yeah yeah forget pumpkins <laughs> Matt Donoghue will scare the oh, life out of you don't get me started on that joker. <laughs> No, he's all right. We'll get get him in a couple of games. Hopefully he comes back stronger from it. Yeah. It is awful. I mean, I've absolutely battered him in some of the things I've written. I do feel a bit bad about it. Let's just hope he doesn't read them. Yeah. Don't read it, Matt. He won't get an Albion game again this year. I don't think so. I think it would be a riot if it was. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Imagine. Um, Right, okay, listen to questions. Chris WBA, um, first one. Are you watching the rugby in the morning? What are England's chances? Uh, I've not watched much of the rugby, to be honest with you, but I'm one of them glory boys who like jumps on right at the final. So I'm, I've, I've never watched 80 minutes in my life. Really? Not even a 2003 one? I was at uni then, and everyone in like my halls got up to go watch it, and I just stayed in bed. Wow. I've never. I just don't. I just don't get it. I, I mean, just don't get it. I'll, I'll get up and I'll watch it. Um, hopefully they win. I'm, from what I'm told, England have a very good chance of winning it. Couldn't name you one player. And do you know what's hilarious? Go on. I had to interview Dean Richards. Okay. Do you know who that is? <laughs> nope. Um, he's he's in. I don't even know. Do you know what? I've wrote a thousand words this. I don't even know. He manages Newcastle. I want to call him the Newcastle something. Do you know what I mean? Because they all have. Um, he's a guy who did Bloodgate. Can you remember that? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I remember yeah, that. Yeah. I remember that. 
Oh, and it was it was after the, it was during the Six Nations, and uh, I basically went to the interview with like fifteen questions. I was like, right, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna stand in front of him. I'm gonna ask my fifteen questions, which are pre-prepared, mm. done a bit of research and that. No, no banter interview. Yeah. No, yeah. no, I'm gonna let this flow. It's not gonna be a chat. It's just gonna be question, 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 and leave because yeah. I've got nothing. I've got nothing to <laughs> say. I've got, I'm gonna be able to say to him. And he answered, he whittled through the answers, and then he was like, and I think France had played England the night before. Yeah. And he was like, what do you make of it then? And I was like, this is, I've got nothing, mate. <laughs> I've got absolutely nothing. It was what so What did you awkward. say to him? Is that what you said? Uh, no, I just did, I didn't, I just sort of like, I don't know what I said now, I just sort of bumbled. And oh, yeah, it was, oh, yeah, it was all right. Anyone could have won it. And he was like, mate, it ended 17-0. Those French <laughs> <laughs> threw it away again. Um, and that was that. Oh, it was so awkward. Um, and then I just left. Yeah, oh, right, okay. So yeah. neither of us massive rugby fans. I'll probably end up watching it. Joe Massey will not be watching it by the sounds of it. No, I won't watch it. Um, but yeah, all, you know, let's hope they do it because I always want England to win, whatever they're doing. Yeah, I mean, I'd always want England to do well, but yeah, I just don't know anything about rugby. Paul Chappell, this is an interesting one. Uh, not Albion related, but very good one. What's your opinion on the Derby players and their punishments? What would you want West Brom to do if they're in the same situation? I think it's an absolute travesty that they've sacked Keogh. I've but not done anything to the other, the other players, or they find mm. them. Mm. But I tell you what, Keo was the one who was in the, of, I mean, allegedly in the back of the car and basically unconscious when it all happened. And yeah. he's the one who's taking the rap for it because he's the old bloke who's injured and is now worth no money. It's, it's Tom Lawrence and Tom Lawrence and Mason Bennett. Mason Bennett, that was it. And <clears throat> I mean, for me, if you're going to sack one of them, you got to sack all three. And there's a big financial decision being made there, saying. Basically, Bennett and Lawrence are worth some cash. Let's keep them on the books. I genuinely think, and it's hard because obviously this was a massive story, and then it's sort of come back this week, hasn't it? A little bit, mm. and I haven't, I haven't read anything up on it this week. I would have sacked all three of them. If I was, if, um, if it was West Brom, I'd want them. I'd want, I'd I, want an equal punishment for all three. I'm not saying I'm. I mean, if it was one of us in our job, we'd be getting the boots straight away. Yeah, we could tell you that we'd be gone. Um, and I can I can see the thinking in terms of well we can't sack them because they're worth a lot of money to the football club. I mean then bomb them out. There's nothing like now. I'm not look. Everyone deserves a second chance in life. Mm. Everyone makes mistakes. I, I can I, I'm not I'm not saying that they should be. Um, I don't know I don't know I don't know really. I'm not saying they shouldn't have, get to like another shot of being a footballer per se. But there's nothing like. That that's really what they did is, in de, it's all it's indefensible. Yeah. Like it's indefensible. Um, like, I mean, God, I don't even want like I don't even want to think about what could have happened. Do you mm. know what I mean? Like if you like and families that have lost people in incidents like that. Yeah. I mean, it's just absolutely like I, I don't I couldn't care less that Tom Lawrence is worth ten million pounds or whatever the hell he's worth. Or do you know what I mean? I think you all I think they all go and then mm. then look I think they get sacked. I, I think there should be should, I think maybe there should be some rule where if you get sacked for something like that you can't play for someone else for like two years or something yeah. and then I think they should have to then, then they can come back as far as I'm concerned mm. and and maybe have another go, like get a club or whatever but I don't know I don't know so I, I def, all I know is that I would have sacked them I categorically just, yeah. would have sacked them all and, and, I, and I'd want I'd want West Brom to do the same mm. it was so serious what they did so yeah. so serious and I know Tom Lawrence in particular has had a bit of a tough time um, 
but there's no there's no there's no excuse for that. No, you you can't you can't make up excuses for that. Just read the uh, tweet you put out asking for questions, by the way. I mean, I just got to that. Yeah, well, I've just read it. Okay. Um, it says, okay, it's going to be a bit rushed, but we don't want to miss a podcast, so we're going to record at 3.30pm. Yeah, fine. Questions topics will be great, as at L Hatfield Star won't have a lot of time to do much prep. Fair enough, I thought you were being nice. In brackets, not that he does much anyway. Sorry, mate. I mean, this is... I know I was off sick on Monday, but it's my first sick day in three so years. You're doing so much prep, you didn't even see that tweet on that. I mean, that's how much prep you've done. I mean, I, I, just, done took, well. I just took you by face value. I thought it was going to be a nice tweet. Uh, Andrew Turton of this parish. Um, how Robson Carney's starting place of Charlie Austin against Stoke? So that's... that's um, see, it's the Austin thing again, isn't it? Mm. I still start Austin. It's weird because I love Robson Carney. Everyone knows that by now. But yeah. I mean, for me, he is just an absolutely brilliant impact sub. Mm. Um, I wouldn't want I wouldn't want to lose that that backup plan to be honest. Yeah. Um, so no, I still. I think Zahor's got a chance. Starting on Monday might be a little bit too soon for him. Maybe Hull. Um, he'll start. Maybe he'll start Hull. But I, I do think Zahor's got a chance. Um, Probably will be Austin, but I'd definitely keep. I'd keep personally. I'd keep Robson Khan on the bench mm. um, as the awesome Plan B that he is. Yeah, he's a great Plan B to be fair. <laughs> um, Leo Watkins, do you see us lasting a whole season and scoring enough goals without an informed striker? If not, how do we manage that? Buying Jan or build our goals around the three behind? I'd buy in Jan is the honest answer. I think so. Um, even if you just get someone in on loan. There's one player I really want. Have I said it before? Yeah, I don't know. Say him. Britt Asambolonga. Oh, yeah, yeah. We've mentioned that. It'd be, um, it'd be a good signing. I think he'd be absolutely class for this team. Absolutely class. And he's 27 and he's never had a shot in the Prem. Mm. I think he's, Middlesbrough are going nowhere. Or if anywhere, they're going League One. <laughs> um, so I think, Damning verdict from Joe Massey. I think um, he'd be the one for me. He'd fancy a move to Albion in January, wouldn't he? No, I think so. It's just whether um, they could cough up the cash. For yeah, him. I mean, I mean he, costs, he would cost a lot of money, but I'd. Yeah. Let's just, I mean, I've some, let's, let's just say Charlie Austin kicks on and does it, but if not, they're going to have to bring in a striker in January. Mm. Um, or Zahor obviously kicks on and does it, but I'd love a Sumbalonga. Yeah, he'd be a decent signing. Um, at local Baggies fan with Fitzwater now being the fifth choice centre back will he be sent out on loan what exactly happened at Warsaw he seemed to be playing week in week out until January but not much after was this our own doing with the mess cause when we recalled him and we were too slow to send him back ok well I suppose Jack Fitzwater um, after this under 23 game I can't stop talking about because mm-hmm. um, he played that night he played it right back um, just primarily because so Agazi could play at centre back. Mm. Um, it was interesting actually, just on the Agazi thing on that. I think when Al, when he first got fit, the under twenty threes played a couple of back threes, just to give him a bit more cover and just to ease him in slightly. Yeah. But I think they went to a back four um, against Swansea, which shows that Agazi is getting there. Yeah, they're putting him in the thinking seriously about that first team four. Yeah, because they could have very easily gone to a back three with Fitzwater um, mm. and Darroshay, but uh, Fitzwater. So yeah, interestingly. Interestingly, I spoke to him afterwards. Um, obviously, not seen him since he was at Walsall. Mm. Had a good like chat on the record. Interviewed him. In terms of his loan, he he was he was held back from going out on loan initially because of the Hagazi injury. Um, he's in 
competition with O'Shea, isn't he? Obviously, yeah. O'Shea has pushed slightly ahead of him because he's the man that's been on the bench. But if there had been an injury to Ajay or Bartley, there was a time when O'Shea or Fitzwater would have come in at the start of the season. So, that, mm. so he basically wasn't allowed to—he not, not wasn't allowed to go out on loan. But Billich said he wanted to keep him um, in in the first team fold. Fitzwater said he's really, really pleased he stayed. Yeah. Um, he said the level of training, he said he's never seen anything like it. Mm. Um, he said it's just unbelievably high standard. So he is, he believes he has made huge strides forward by staying. Um, and you can kind of understand that because I can remember when I first interviewed him, he talked about ticking boxes. I mean, he's been on loan at Hensford, he's been on yeah. loan at Chesterfield, he's been on loan at Forest Green, he's been on loan at Walsall. Mm-hmm. He's gone... Whatever Hensford League, and I've forgotten, but he's gone. He's, he's worked his way up, he, and he kept, he kept saying, "I'm ticking the boxes, I'm ticking the boxes." And when he signed for Walsall, having been at Forest Green, he was like, "I've ticked League Two. Mm-hmm. Now I need to tick League One." Um. So it's interesting that he feels he's improved so significantly by staying at Albion. Yeah. I do think that's interesting because normally you'd think he's playing games, but in fairness to Fitzwater, he has played a lot of games for mm-hmm. someone his age out on loan. The, the thing last January, um, what I, I was going to say this at the end of the story, but we'll say it. I'll, go, I'll come in now. When the interview finished with Jack, and we were talking about Walsall and how bad they're doing this year. Yeah. <clears throat> he just said to me, as he was walking away, he went, mate, so much went on last year that you don't know about um, behind the scenes. Mm. And he would like, he was being led away. So like, I think if I bumped into him, he'd probably tell me, but it, yeah. it wasn't the time to tell him. But. It wasn't a happy camp, Walsall. I won't go into that because it's, 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 it's an Albion podcast. But I think when Fitzwater went back in January, he had serious, serious doubts about going back to Walsall. Yeah. It then dragged out. I don't know if you can remember what happened. Albion said he was going back the next day. Yeah. He then suddenly ended up on a trip to Dubai. Um, he came back and then apparently Walsall were going to sign him and got dragged out again. Mm. I don't think he really wanted to go back. I think in hindsight, he probably had very good reasons why he didn't want to go back. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's sort of. Yeah, and that's where we're there, where he is now, really. But from he played very, very well on Monday night at right back. He's really happy with his progression, his development, and he said he'll take January when January comes. Basically, mm. I mean, I think there's a high chance he will go out on loan again. Mm. Um, he certainly didn't rule it out, but he said he, he did his exact terms. Well, I'll cross that bridge when it comes. Like he'll, he'll wait for January before making a decision. Mm. Interesting. He also asked, do you prefer Joe or Joseph? Joe, but. My mum, I, I should never have put Joseph in the paper, but I did it for my mum. Oh. And now, like, I'm, now I've, yeah, I'm just Joe. Yeah. But it's oh. fine. If you want to call me, I'm, not, I'm not bothered. Oh, okay. It's all good. Uh, Sphere Outlines. Um, a disappointing week, points wise, is Stoke now a must win? No, it's not a must win. I mean, it's a should win. It's a should win. And you'd argue that Barnsley and Charlton at home really are should wins. I mean, Charlton's yeah. a difficult game, but. There were two teams that were promoted last season and they were at home, so it's not a must win. I mean, like it's only the first of November. Um mm. long way to go. I my thing of it, I think I said it to you in the car one day, coming back from wherever we were going, that I can pretty much guarantee you Albion are not gonna be top from today until the last day. Mm. It's just not gonna happen, is it? Yeah, it would it would it would require them, you know, setting up a lengthy lead and maintaining like, it they're gonna 
some they're going to be in a tussle and they're going to lose one week and drop to second they're going to win the next week and go back top and mm-hmm. then they might and hopefully they don't lose a couple and drop to fourth but it's not going to happen they're just not going to be top from now until the end of the season um, so I just think it's a championship it's going to be like highs and lows along the way isn't there and mm. see what happens but I think Stoke even without Nathan Jones well what I mean by that is I think it's a harder game now Nathan Jones has gone yeah um, but I still think it's a very it's a game Albion should win mm. uh, Chris WBA are there going to be any repercussions for the ref from the Charlton game he was dire also what food are you expecting on Stoke on Monday I've done well to get to this stage without a food question yeah well they're, they're coming in now um, repercussions so- wise I don't know I mean Demotion, maybe. I don't think he'll referee a championship game for a while. Yeah. So it was only if the, most people probably know, but he, it was only his eighth championship game. Mm. Um, he only became a full-time referee in the summer. He was a PE teacher. Um, I think um, I think you'll see him back in League One and League Two. And I mm. think you'll see him there for quite a considerable amount of time before he gets another shot at the championship, which I genuinely hope he does. I've, like, like it's a learning, it's experience, a learning experience, yeah. learning experience, but. I wouldn't wanted twenty five thousand people going at me. Um, yeah, it was just he he fell apart under the pressure. He's not he's not ready for that. No, simple as that. He's not he's not ready for it. So I think it'll be it'll be demoted in inverted commas back to League One, League Two. And the food? I've got no idea, mate. You tell me. I've not done Stoke. Uh, I've not actually done Stoke press before. Um, they do oat cakes in Staffordshire and Stoke on Trent. Oat cakes are a thing. Do you know what? I don't, I'm not sure I actually know what an oat cake is. It's kind of like a pancake, but not. It's just it's, it's quite hard to describe. More oaty. More oaty than a pancake. Yeah, as you might expect, considering its name. So it's flat. Yeah, and like they wrap, they wrap it like so that you wrap like you could have like a breakfast oat cake, which could have like bacon and stuff in it. I think. Oh right, okay. What about? Could you put like like honey and lemon in it? If you wanted to, I guess. I don't know whether it's a thing. Yeah. I love I love a pancake with a bit of lemon and sugar. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Yeah, um, but I'm not at Stoke on Monday, so I miss out on the food. I'm going I'm going to have to get a strong review from you the next day. Okay. Um, Joshua Josh, Joshua Clare with Granite Xhaka's future in doubt. Arsenal. Do you think he would take the step up and join the Albion? <laughs> I feel like he could be the leader we're all looking for. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Granite. We got Gareth Barry. We got Gareth Barry. Um, and this is one relating to Gareth Barry Dan Nash asks with Barry set to sign again do you reckon Harper could be off on loan to ensure his career doesn't completely stagnate similar to Field and Lecco also any clue on how Burke's doing in Spain it's interesting pointing that out Field and Lecco have done fairly well at Charlton very, very Le- well, Lecco yeah. more so than Field I think um, but yeah it could help him in that respect yeah that's what we were saying earlier, but yeah yeah, I think and Bilic is big on loans he, um, we did a piece he was, we asked him about Leckenfield in the build-up to the Charlton game and he started talking about how important loans is. When he was in Croatia, he was at Hadrick Split, he went out on loan to two clubs and when he was at West Ham, Frank Lampard and Rio Ferdinand went out on loan. Mm. Um, so he has seen, he's experienced it firsthand and seen firsthand the benefits of going out on loan. So I think mm. Bilic is very big on loans. Um Hence why Lecco Field have gone, obviously, and why I think Harper will go out on loan as well. <clears throat> mm. uh, JP Genius. Carlsberg don't do substitutions, but if they did, would they be as good as Slavon Bilic's? No chance. Not a chance in hell. Um, 
Rowan Stretch, would you rather have VAR in its current state or championship referees? So we've talked about VAR in the last podcast. I Give me VAR over championship referees. I think some of the championship referees are a mess. <laughs> I, you like VAR, though. I like uh, the idea. I don't like the conception at the moment, the current form. Um, I'd have championship referees <clears throat> minus our friend. Mm, minus Donahue. Um... Charlie Swift, any ideas who we should go for to get us goals in January? Um, it's tough to say now, isn't it? Other than Dwight Gale, everyone says Dwight Gale. And Asambalonga. And Asambalonga. He's my man. Yeah. Um, if he signs for an album in January, that would be amazing. It would be pretty good. Yeah. I mean, I'd have words with Billich saying you're taking messages off Joe Massey. Yeah. But, yeah, interesting. Any more news on Gareth Barry? Ask James Duffy. Uh, thank you for asking because. Uh, it's just easier to explain it on the podcast than it is going to be yeah. in a story but I'm still going to have to do that anyway so yes the news is <clears throat> it's probably going to sign on Monday so we went on Thursday but it said it would be Thursday it then wasn't Thursday and I was told <clears throat> it would definitely be Friday and then well not definitely be Friday it would be before the weekend and now it's been um sold it's going to be Monday now there's absolutely no hitches with the exception of the solicitor one of the solicitors who's got to sign off the deal we understand wasn't in the office today oh right okay uh, along those lines anyway it's along those lines so oh, right. <clears throat> just like everything like it's mad but it is kind of true that football is just like anything else it, it is mm. just it is just real life um, and there's been basically a delay in the paperwork um, someone has to sign something they haven't signed it yet and I think Albion are frustrated by it it's at the Everton end I should yeah, say it's yeah. at the Everton end um, <clears throat> there is no issues um, Gareth Barry will be an Albion player um, but again but yeah it's ridiculous blame Matt Donahue <laughs> just blame for everything <laughs> everything that's gone wrong blame Matt Donaghy um, Tom Hunt how long is Ferguson's ban is it three games straight red card so yeah uh, da, 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 da. have we put a story about that today uh, yes we have um, three game ban because it's violent conduct Billich not happy with the three games mm. um, it's called for a panel to Look in. He wants a panel to assess red card challenges. He, 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 he they, it's important to note that Albion have not appealed Ferguson's red card. Yeah, they clearly can understand why it's been given as a red card. However, he did get part of the ball. Yeah. Um, and Billich feels it should be a one-game ban. It shouldn't just be dismissed as violent conduct, and therefore he has to miss three matches. So mm. that was in the paper today. But yeah, three-game ban. Um, for Nathan Ferguson <clears throat> yeah there we go uh, right then Stoke versus Albion on Monday uh, today we found out managerless Stoke for now um, although could someone be in place before the game it looks like not now we've had mixed reports today mm. so it came out initially that obviously he was going to go then it was confirmed that he's gone then we had reports that they'd have an appointment in Chris Shooton and Tony Pulis Leading the betting. Pulis. And then now reports that they won't have anyone in for Monday and Stoke will be under caretakers. Um, Which 
I think that works in Albion's favour. So I don't think you want a new manager in place, even in the stands. Even yeah. So Ali Rob said, I just might as well because like I might as well just say what he says because it's better than what I, I would say. Um, he said that you just don't know how this is going to go. Basically, he said that you don't know if that Stoke dressing room is like buzzing that he's gone. Yeah. Absolutely delighted that he's gone. You don't know if that Stoke dressing room is like we've really let him down. Mm. Like we've we've just not done it for him. Like he's a top bloke, and so I think it's going to when you face a manager aside, that's the big question because if they're absolutely overjoyed that he's gone, they're going to have yeah. a massive spring in their step on Monday, mm. and they're going to come out and potentially play completely differently to how they have been under him. Whereas if they are gutted that he's gone, then. Yeah, it's, 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 that is, I think that sums it up, really. So whether they have another manager in the stands, yeah, it doesn't... I'd be surprised if they didn't. I think they'll, have, I think they'll be caretakers in charge, but the amount of time, the amount of time we've known Nathan Jones is on very thin ice. Yeah, I mean, he was, at one point, he was a dead man. When we were playing Leeds, when Alvin were playing Leeds... When we so, were playing Leeds, Villa fan Luke Hatfield. Shush you. Um... <laughs> When Alvin Cut that Leeds, clip, people. Cut that <laughs> clip. Someone edit that clip. I'm just don't don't put no, in no, some no, sort of gif no, or no. something. Just constantly send it to him on Twitter. <laughs> oh, I love that. Thank God it wasn't on video. <laughs> Christ. Um, when when Albion were playing Leeds, when we were playing Leeds, the yeah. quotes that were coming out. I mean, he was a dead man walking. He was, yeah, he was. Yeah. Um, so they've had all sorts of time to so, come up with a replacement. So it they've amazes had loads me of time, they've, haven't they? They've had loads of time. I can't believe they've not appointed someone immediately after. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So apparently, there's a bit been a few whispers today that Hewan doesn't want it. I mean, he's obviously first choice, isn't he? Probably for any club in the Championship. I mean, he probably thinks of himself as a Premier League manager now. Yeah, which I think is fair enough. Um, but he might end up in the Championship again. Uh, I'm, I'd imagine they'll be under caretakers because that's what seems to be the latest reports. And then whoever's going to get it, they've got 48 hours over the weekend. Mm. I think they'll be in the stands. What would be awful if it is Pulis and oh. like Albion are like it's like nil nil at half time. You know, and I Pulis mean, goes down to the dressing room and says some words, and then they they come score out they, from an 89th minute header like they did at Middlesbrough. They they sub off both fullbacks, replacing with six foot four centre backs. <laughs> He's so popular, isn't he? Oh He's mate, so He's popular, mean. Pulis. All the Albion fans, because I, I wrote a story earlier, as you well know, just about the odds regarding Tony Pulis. He was four to one, um, one of the leading candidates for the role, and the replies I just get. <laughs> just yeah, like, yeah. Hope you enjoy it, Stoke. Third time they'd have him as boss, by the way. Third time. Third time. Oh, I mean, I saw one guy retweet at me today saying something like. I don't want Pulis to get the Stoke job just because when he left I thought I'd never have to watch that type of football again. <laughs> Imagine he's that bad. Uh, by Not, the way, Pardew, yeah. 50 to 1. Oh, talent. <laughs> get him in. Get him in. Uh, same odds as Megson. Um, <laughs> make it that of what you will. Um, anyway, a bit of a rudderless ship. Um, second bottom on goal difference. Uh, only Barnsley below them. Mm. You've got. I mean, as we said before, this really is a should win. Not. I'm, I'm wary to say must win when you when you're first place in the championship, playing 23rd in November. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> but it's one you, you should definitely be winning. Should be winning. It's it's a slight concern. Like there's 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 like obviously they've got a new manager. Well, they've got a, they've sacked Nathan Jones. Sorry. 
They've got the most expensively assembled squad in the division. In the division. Yeah, and they're 23rd. That is mad, isn't it? It is crazy. They have got a player I absolutely love in Ryan Woods, who I don't think is injured, but he could be. Who, what, what a baller, by the way. He doesn't get a kick. He's not even in the squad. Gets nowhere near their first team. How he was that. running games at Brentford. Brilliant player. Um, they got Klukas, who's very similar. Yeah. And gets in ahead of him. Um, but, I mean, I think they cost six million, Ryan Woods. Something like that. Um, and just doesn't even get a look in. Like, he's a fantastic footballer. Yeah. Got Bruno Martins, Indy. You'd, you'd argue, considering his name, should be one of the best defenders in the league. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah well, you would expect him to be, wouldn't you? Badu and Jai. Um, yeah. I mean, I know... Butland doesn't play, does he, now? He, he was dropped. Well, he was dropped, but, he, I mean, he's a goalkeeper that was maybe going for 25 million in the summer. Well, he should be the best keeper in the, in the Championship, shouldn't he? Well, yeah. I mean, uh, I, I tweeted some about him earlier this season, and it, it did pretty well on Twitter. Um, he's gone from England's number two to relegation form Championship in about nine months. And then number two, because I think they're playing Adam Davis in goal now. That's grim, that is. Yeah. There, there must be something rotten in the Bet365 stadium because the way it's gone downhill there. Yeah, it's shocking, isn't it? And I feel, I genuinely, genuinely feel sorry for Nathan Jones. Because um, he seems like a nice guy as well. I mean, some of the stuff he comes out with saying he's moved his family and yeah. he's made a lot of risks taking the job. And he did a hell of a job at Luton. Oh, yeah. A hell of a job. But I mean, I, I genuinely believe they're doing okay in the Championship now because of the work he did. Mm. Like, I mean, and when he left, like, they were so well drilled and so well organised and so what they had to do they just carried on didn't they yeah, it didn't yeah, matter yeah. that he came out of the equation the players were just so at it with that system mm. that diamond midfield um, got good players though <laughs> Sam Vogue Scott Hogan Tyrese Campbell Lee Gregory up front they've got options they've got, mm. got championship goal scorers it's going to be a tough game I mean, look you never ever take I mean I'd take Albion's squad over anyone's and, the, and with the way their confidence is and stuff um it's just. Would you have any of them Stoke players in this Albion squad? I don't know if I would. Would you have the Indy? Mm, I don't know. I don't know if he gets in ahead of the players they've got at the back, Albion. I like Klukas, but I'd have Sawyers. Yeah. Um, yeah, similar. It's like, like with Woods. It's like, oh, I quite fancy Woods, but is he going to get in? Probably not. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say I'd, but they've no. I mean, the, the truth is they've got the most expensive squad in the division because they've spent very, very badly. Oh and yeah, they've spent a lot of money on bad players. They've spent a lot of money on bad players. Yeah, so not bad players, but or players that haven't done it for them. Bang average, I'd say. Championship yeah. players. Scott Hogan. I mean, barring that spell at Brentford, did nothing for Villa. Yeah. Barring one short spell, got shit to loan, and he's proceeded to do nothing for Stoke. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I wouldn't swap. I wouldn't, yeah, but. It just, it just made me nervous now that they've... I don't expect Stoke to win the game. I'm just worried they might get a result. Mm. We'll see, I guess. We'll see. Uh, Monday night, though. Does, yeah. that, does that work for you? Do you enjoy that? Love that, yeah. Love that. You get a Saturday off because of it? Saturday off, yeah. How about that? Um, but yeah, it's just... Yeah, yeah. yeah I, love a, I love a night game like day. There's some, I, that's always been one of my favourite things in football. Mm. Walk into a ground... A night get for a night game. I just think it's class, so yeah, I love it. Yeah. Any changes you'd make other than the ones that were enforced, of course? No, no, it's just gonna have to be it's gonna be interesting because Townsend will come in for Ferguson, won't he? Yeah. And then I think Gibbs is 
Very well, Gibbs is very close, very closely being fierce. Whether he might even make the squad, you know, Gibbs mm. this weekend. Um, but I think Townsend will start. Um, I like the balance Ferguson gives a defence. Mm. So I think Townsend is going to have to be really, really disciplined. I mean, he's got a hell of a cross on him, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, he knows uh, how to put ball in. Hell of a delivery on him, but it's going to be a case of he's going to keep, have to keep that discipline because I think Furlong is going to bomb on no matter what. Mm. Um, so yeah, that's that's an interesting. One. But yeah, but other than that, the team pretty much picks itself, doesn't it? Tom Ince still playing at Stoke. I think he is. But then they play a diamond, don't they? Mm. Strange. Under Nathan Jones. I don't know well, what's going on. Nathan Jones. Yeah. I don't know what's going on. Um, okay, then let's finish up with prediction, shall we? Yeah. Go on. Stoke one. Albion three. Stoke nil. Albion 4 4-0 win on the road give me that <laughs> for your team mm, for my championship team yeah 4-0 um, I'll take that 3-1 I think yeah I think I think they will win I think they will win quite comfortably I've just I've just become a little bit more nervous about it mm. um, you never want to go up a team who's sacked a manager do you but I do think that the last two draws there's like a real determination in the Albion group to get back to winning ways. Yeah, let's hope they do. Um, right, we said we were going to be. It's going to be a quick podcast. It's over an hour. Is it over an hour? Over an we hour. Need to crack on, mate. We do need to crack on. Um, yeah, so that does it for another week. Um, we hope you enjoy it. If you did, make sure you give us a review on iTunes. It really does help us. Uh, and then share it with your friends. You can always be found on Twitter at uh, Albion Party. We're also on Spotify as well. So if you want to listen through there, feel free. Um, but that does it from us so from me from Joe uh, fond farewell fond farewell goodbye <laughs>